sunshine, rocking the good time with all our friends. Easy and carefree, out in the summer breeze, loving a simple thanks for hours on end. Right about sundown, we lay on the ground, count on the stars as they come out one at a time. Ain't this a sweet life? Hey everybody, I'm X Factor winner Tate Stevens, and welcome to the Sweet Life Podcast, where we talk about everything from music, sports, food, entertainment, and, well, just living the sweet life. Hey everybody, Tate Stevens here with AJ Cronk, as usual. Yep. Today, uh, we're gonna. I got a. I got a buddy of mine in here with us today, and um, we're gonna talk about a, f- a few things. But mainly, uh, he's a gun a gun store owner, Gunner's Firearms in Raymore, Missouri. Um, he's a member of the NRA. Um, has been for years and years and years. Uh, anyway, he's gonna talk to us today and kind of tell us the ins and outs of owning a gun store, uh, being in that line of work. Um, the you know the good, the bad, the ugly kind of thing with that. Um, also, we're gonna hit on second amendment, second amendment a little bit. Just kind of, you know, uh, he may have some some um, uh, be able to answer some questions that you know uh, I have, or you know maybe someone else has and, and has thought about it. Maybe he can talk a little bit about it. Hit on that conceal and carry, constitutional carry, kind of everything. We're just gonna hit on all of it. Um, so we're ready, right? Yes, sir. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing but the best, Ron. Okay. It's nothing but the best. That. All right, Ron Sievert is here with us uh, in studio today. So welcome, Ron. Hey, thank you. Um, okay, man. Uh, now, we've known each other since, what, um, our kids were junior high, yeah, right? They least. started playing baseball yep. together, right? Um, so... Um, and, and we hunt together and fish and do all that stuff. Um, how, okay. So let's start, uh, growing up, hunted, fished, obviously there in Parsons, grew up in Parsons, Kansas. Uh, what, uh, member of the NRA from then was you like your dad, dad part of the NRA or no, it wasn't my dad. And I had my brothers, my brothers, uh, really were the ones that, that kind of put me under the wing and okay. got me started in the hunting and the fishing part of it. Uh, right, right. But uh, I do believe one of my oldest brother was an NRA member. My second to the oldest brother did join after that. Right. And then I've been a life member of the NRA for the last uh, 10 years. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, you're, you're on, I'm going to say our side of the, of the fence when it comes to gun control and gun laws and things like that. Meaning um, we, we both, uh, we both, uh, you know, I guess support the second amendment um, in, in, absolutely in, in, all, in all that. In fact, your boat, <laughs> <laughs> the name of your the name of your boat is Second Amendment. It sure is. So kind of kind of good, right? Um, anyway, anyway, and we'll talk about that uh, the lake stuff too, uh, the fun stuff. But um, so so take let's let's start let's start where where did you how did you get involved in in the gun business? What was what brought you into you know what I'm going to open a gun store or I like guns. You know, I'm just gonna. <laughs> what What was it? What 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 made you get into that business? Yeah, it's a good question. So, I'd say it goes back to about 15 years ago. Um, I loved I loved hunting. Uh, I loved shooting. Um, I did not have a father that was into that type of environment, right? Mm-hmm. So my brothers are the ones that took me under the wing, got me started with that. Uh-huh. Uh, I also had brother in laws that that hunted. Um, 
a lot. And I spent a lot of time with them. And as I got, you know, got through that stage, and about 15 years ago, I started really thinking, hey, you know what, I, I really want to add to some of the, uh, the collection that I have. And mm -hmm. I had a very small collection at that time. And um, when I started going through and I went to a couple gun stores, um, you know, I'd say probably about 2009, 2008, um, went to a couple gun stores, local gun stores, and, and met up with a few folks. Uh, actually, one of the guys that uh, that I originally met is now my my business partner. Oh, okay. And we met in a gun store. And wow. it kind of kicked off, and he and I had similar, um, you know, just similar things that we really liked. Uh, a couple things that really hit us home. He recently lost his dad. I had lost my dad uh -huh. uh, recently, and we kind of hit it off. And, and all of a sudden, you know, we you know, started hunting together, doing a little fishing together. And next thing I know, we were talking about, hey, you know, it'd be kind of nice to have our own FFL. And then uh, then reality hit, right? Right. Because there is a lot to it. Right. Right. You have to have, you know, you have to have your ducks in a row. You have to be very, very tight in regards to going through background checks. Um, we did apply and, and we, we got our license and we started... Uh, we started our gun uh, our gun business very similar to what you started your podcast in the basement of a house, right? Nice. And okay. That's, you know, that's right. kind of how we started. <clears throat> so um, when you go, so when you, okay, so take me through the process of getting, because the government is not just going to issue people licenses for selling firearms. It's just not going to, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm sure that's, that, that process is probably pretty strenuous as far as, you know, like I said, is. you got to have your ducks in a row, but they probably check, double check triple check things, you know, I mean, obviously I, they, I mean, I, I don't know, but I mean, I would, I would assume they do financial, they draw your finances, they draw everything. They do a complete background check, yeah. uh, fingerprints, photos, all of that. You have mm -hmm. to go through it. It's a multi-page document that you have to fill out in triplicate. Mm -hmm. um, actually in triplicate because there is no carbons, but you know, you don't get a carbon through it. Right. Um, and then they go through a, a st extensive background check and then you mm -hmm. have visitations from uh, local ATF agents. Oh, wow. So they come to your facility and, and sit down with you and spend literally hours asking you questions, looking at what your you know plans is, what your business plan is, and things of that nature. Right. Okay. So, you know, you th I would think, I mean, you know, any business uh, that you want to get into, you know, yeah, you, you have to do your due diligence and, and kind of plan and, and you know, uh, get your business uh, model. You know your what's your what's your business model? You know what is what is your plan? Uh, what's your mo for your business? You know basically, um, uh, I, and and to me, I think just dealing with the ATF is kind of intimidating. I would imagine you know those guys come in and and they're staring holes through you because they want to see something bad in you so they can shut you down because they don't want another firearms dealer. You know, sure Bass Pro, Walmart, you know the big chain stores and things like that probably a little easier for them because it's like, oh, we're just selling mass quantities of guns and ammunition uh, for hunters and, and different things and sports shooters. But for you or I to go, we're going to get in that business, we're going to get in that game, they're probably like, all right, dude, who are you and why do you want to do this? Yeah, that's exactly what they did. And, you know, to be honest with you, when you start going back and going and, and looking back at what we went through to get to that, um, it, it, the regiment's pretty pretty stringent. And, and, and when, when you start looking at, even you go back eight to 10 years ago, when we first started really kind of getting our storefront up and running, mm -hmm. um, there was a lot of uh, scrutiny on gun shop owners. Right. And they were going down and really putting a lot of, they were putting the clamps down on folks that were just had an FFL in their house, mm -hmm. right? So they were looking for storefront. They were looking for brick and mortar. They were asking for pictures of your storefront. So they did a lot back then. 
you mentioned the ATF and and you know out to get you. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of people's thoughts around the ATF and what they're out there to do. But quite honestly, they're there to help you. And that's one thing that, you know, my business partner and I both talked about when we first got into this business. We sat down and put together our plan, right, business plan. And then we sat down and talked about the ethics around our business. Right. And we said we'd never cut corners. We'd never, you know, we'd pay our taxes, never cut corners, and we'd never do anything because right. do anything unlawful because – we get this question all the time. They said, you know, what's your biggest threat? Is it somebody opening, you know, somebody coming in and, and, and robbing you at gunpoint? Is it somebody, you know, breaking into your facility, which we've had that happen. Right. And our answer is our biggest threat is screwing up and the ATF taking our license. That's the biggest threat. Right. right. It's really making sure that we look at everything in triplicate. And it's crazy to think after you look at something three times over that you could still find a mistake you're going to still find a mistake. Right. Oh, absolutely. I would imagine. I'm saying, I wasn't saying really they're out to get you, but they're probably looking at you to try to find holes in your in your, in your your business plan. That in, is absolutely correct. You know what I mean? So yes. because they can't just have loons out there selling guns or or trading guns or getting guns. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and we'll talk about, uh, I know you go and you buy, uh, you go to a big estate sales and things like that, and you buy, you purchase guns sure. um, for the store and, and and all that, and for your own collection. You got a uh, you know pretty vast personal collection also, um, which is awesome. Um, but so, yeah, that's what, that's what I was trying to say. Like the ATF is, they're probably looking at you like, all right, Ron, if your name's Ron. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, yeah, really. Is, your, is your name really wrong? They're looking for repetitive infractions, right? <clears throat> right. Anything that they can see that you're having a problem with. Um, I'll give you an example. If if you if you do a transfer to a, of a gun to an individual without them signing the document, that's uh-huh. that's that's an infraction, right? Right. Right. If right. you forget to, if you forget a date, or the date doesn't necessarily. Match you know, up, match or whatever. up to something on on say their you know their driver's license, right. whole different story. Right, that's just a minor, but minors do add up to a majors. Major. Right, yeah. so yeah. they're looking at things and they're going to find no matter what. They come to us every nine to, to roughly about every nine to to twelve months. They come and visit us and spend literally three days with us. Mm-hmm. They go through all the documentation. Right, and they'll come right. back at the end and they'll they'll work with you during the time and, and say here's what you need to look at. This yeah. is. You know, who's this guy? Because, you know, he's pointing to me. Hey, who's this guy? There's, well, this guy needs to make sure that he's he's checking these, right? Right. And those are the things that really help us, you know. So you don't make the mistake. Solidify or, the concerns right, around right. the mistakes. Well, that makes I mean, it makes sense. Like I said, I just, you know, for, for somebody who's not in that game, you know, in, in that business, you know, dealing with government officials and agents and, and agencies anyway, um, it's kind of intimidating just because you know they're really out. It is for protection. It it's, is. It's to protect the, the mass public. Um, but it's also, you know, they're there to shoot holes in your in your game. They're, yep. they're, they're there to, to pick you apart and because, we, you know. And we asked them, hey, what are you seeing? Right. What can we do different, right? Yeah. And and they came back. Even recently, we had an ATF audit not that long ago, and we came back at the end and went through everything. And we said, okay, what what can you tell us? What do you what does your supervisor want you to tell us to make it better? Mm-hmm. What can we do different? And they gave us pointers. You need to watch for this. You need to watch for that. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of it's around just making sure that you're mindful of the individual coming into the store, and you you you, you understand their mannerisms because right. there's people, not a lot, but there's enough. People come in to try to 
purchase a firearm with the intent to turn it over and sell it to somebody else. And there's a lot of things you can do by just watching their activities and how they handle that. Okay, so you sell me a, a gun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I turn around and sell it to AJ. I mean, what stops people from doing that? Okay, so there's a time, there's the timing of that. So you can you can acquire a gun from me, right? Right. Go through the paperwork, mm-hmm. get a proceed, have the firearm, and in say three months, two months, whatever down the road, you want to sell that gun. Right. You can do that. You can do a couple different ways. The best way to do it is to do a transfer. The second best way, and it's very legal, is to do a bill of sale. Just do a bill of sale, write a bill of sale up. Right. Put AJ's name, you know, AJ, you sign your documentation, you give him a copy of your driver's license, you write the information down, you swap it, and you say, yeah, I bought this from, from you know, Tater for yeah 200 bucks, and I'm good to go, right? Right. So those are things that you can do. But what I'm talking about is, they call them straw purchases. And we've, we've had instances where people will walk in, and they'll walk in and immediately go to, you know, a case or a gun display, and they'll look at you and you'll walk over and you say, can I help you? Yeah, I want that gun. Well, these are people that we've never seen before. So, of course, I'm going to ask questions. Right, And right. some of the questions that you ask is very <clears throat> simple. Well, what kind of gun is that? Uh, I just want that gun. Okay. That's a key. Right. right. That's yeah, a flag. Yeah, flags. That yeah, person sure. was sent in there to do something that they shouldn't be doing legally. Right. right? So right, right, it was right. an illegal. So those are the things that we've got to really watch for. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it, it sounds crazy, but it's as simple as somebody acquiring a gun, going through the process, getting a proceed, and then paying for it with a credit card that does not have their name on it. We will terminate that transaction. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Terminate. Right. Unless they have rightful ownership to that. Say it's a spouse or something like that, and you right. have rights to the... Right. So there's a lot of things that we go through. Um, and in a lot of cases, um, we do decline people, and it's it's tough to do. I was going to ask you that. So if I come in and, and maybe I'm not, you know, maybe I just don't know. Maybe I'm not educated enough on a firearm, and I'm like, man, I want a shotgun, you know, and I'm looking at a rifle, and I'm like, I want, you know, and you're like, man, that's not a shotgun, buddy. That one is. Yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. I'll take that one. Mm, I don't know if if you can. We get a lot of people that will come in the first-time buyer. Right. And, you know, they'll come in and say, yeah, I want to buy. Usually it's not like that, but usually it's, hey, I want to buy a revolver or I want to buy my first handgun. Sure. And just had an instance today where I had a young lady come in and her husband, she wanted to buy her first, you know, handgun. Right. And I took her through a series of questions, wanted to understand exactly what she could was physically do with right. a gun. Has she ever shot a gun, right? Do you know anything about a gun? Have you ever cleaned a gun? Mm-hmm. Those are just fundamentals. And that will get you to a point to where then you can dial that person into a, a firearm that you feel comfortable talking to that individual with. Right, right. Yeah, well, and I, I'm sure. I'm sure you get the guy who knows everything about all guns, <laughs> too. They're I mean, like, what do you got that python there? The you got it for, you know, that's way too much. I can get four of those for that. You know, I'm sure you got those guys oh, yeah. and, and things like that. But but for the most part, you do you see your everyday, I'm not calling them every, I don't know, your everyday citizen, meaning not really a hunter, not really an outdoors person, um, just looking for maybe some, for you know, home protection, that kind of thing, personal protection with a weapon. Um, uh, and, and, you know, there's some... I have I have feelings good and bad about people, you know, with guns um, that aren't 
outdoors people right. or don't shoot or don't, you know, and I hate to be that. That sounds pretty hypocritical, but you know what I mean? That have, they have an idea about a gun because a gun can't kill anybody. Yep. A bullet can't kill anybody unless it's fired from a gun by a person. Yep. Right. I can have a loaded gun and set it on a table and that gun will never kill anyone until I pick it up and squeeze the trigger. That's true. You know what I mean? So like, you know, just knowing about weapons and, and guns and, and, you know, I mean, there's guns. You could put a gun in my hand and I'm like, I'll look at it like, this is a banana. I don't know what it is. <laughs> How do I use it? You know, it just, I can squeeze it. It's not working. What do I do? You know, um, so the the normal citizen, that's what I mean, you know, your normal everyday citizen, hey, I'm just, I need some protection, you know, um, walk me through the best gun yep. for my situation and that's what you guys have to do on a daily basis probably right more no, absolutely. more so more so than than like a, a hunter coming in and going man i really want you know that thompson center the new thompson center um black powder gun do you have one you sure. know what i mean um you probably have more of the everyday citizens that are just looking for home protection or personal protection yeah we actually do um and, and even more so you know since uh covid hit you know last mm. february right that's things kind of picked up a little bit there in regards to business. People were at home a lot. People mm-hmm. were a little bit more concerned, uh, not knowing what people might consider doing. Well, right? You had, and, you had the scare of everything going to be yeah, gone. You yeah. know, you can't buy toilet paper, can't buy paper towels. Yeah. So, you know, I look at your house and I'm like, hey, I bet they got toilet paper. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, you don't know. You don't know what people are going to do to to get what they need. Bleach. I mean, who in the hell thought bleach was going to be an issue to get, yeah. you know? Hand sanitizer, you know. I'm like, what? Well, people are drinking this stuff, I guess, you know. And then, then all of a sudden, we could buy eight gallons of hand sanitizer for two dollars. Yeah. You know, hand sanitizer was never. Well, that's because the distilleries were making it. <laughs> they were getting rid of all their <laughs> that old alcohol sitting <laughs> yeah. around. But no, you you ask a good question. We we definitely gear and steer our customers in the right direction. And if I know if I've got somebody that's just not comfortable. Right. With a handgun. We we have an individual there that is a very good friend of ours and a very good client of ours that does a lot of training. And I get them hooked up with ten, I get them hooked up with their trainer. And I said, Hey, if all you're looking for is, you know, rudimentary, entry level understanding of a gun, that's what you need. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. I, I believe that. You have to. Like I said, I mean, hunting and fishing my whole life, um, hand me a rifle or a shotgun. I'm pretty capable of, of knowing how it works, you know, Sure. and, and most handguns, but there are some guns that I'm like, I don't, I don't know. What do, what's this? This is a cool little button here. Or this little tag, I pull this little thing. And what happens when I do that? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know because I'm not around, you know, I'm not like a real sports shooter, you know? Uh, and, and I know that's a big thing right now. People are doing a lot of sports shooting, Oh yeah, which is cool to watch, you know, but you know, not for me, uh, I'm not, I'm not in that. You know, I'm not into that, but... Um, you know, our clientele has changed a lot over the last 11 years, 11, 12 years, going on 12 now. I mean, when we first started, it was all, you know, back in 2010, 2011, everything was about concealed carry. Mm-hmm. And everybody was wanting firearms, right? Handguns. Right. Everybody was wanting concealed carry permits. Right. And you had a flood of individuals that were either licensed or NRA licensed and, and sanctioned. And you had others just doing it fly by night to, to, to get things done. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, but, you know, we, we really catered to what I would say is a concealed carry um, clientele. Since then, we've changed considerably. Really? Um, our clientele's changed quite a bit. We're, we've got more now getting into hunting 
and and things of that nature. And and we've actually, you know, even some of the people wanted us to start selling some archery components. And the only thing we'd sell there is 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 uh, is crossbows. Right. But right. Um, the clientele's mm-hmm. changed quite a bit, and uh, you know, our inventory's changed quite a bit. You know, it's it's something that uh, that we take pride in, and and again, it goes back to you know just being as ethical as you can be. And you know, we've got probably one of the best clientele bases that we have. We have so much repeat business there; it's unbelievable. Right, and people come in, and and I go. Uh, I showed up to your to your uh, customer appreciation uh, day, and yeah. and which is awesome. You know, you're grilling hot dogs and stuff out in the parking lot. And you got a bunch of vendors there showing new stuff and yeah. and things like that. <clears throat> Pretty cool. Uh, pretty cool deal, and I noticed a lot of people when we were there at the last one. A lot of people were, you know, like old buddies, you know, because they've been your, cl- you know, they've been your clients for, you know, I guess since you started, oh, basically, yeah. you know. So they're like, hey, so and so, you know, hey, how's the grandkids, you know, that whole thing, you know, um, which is awesome as an owner. That's kind of what you want. Absolutely, you, you, you need that. So they'll send their kids and their grandkids, and you know what I mean. So you get that repeat business, and then their friends and tell their friends. You know, obviously, word of mouth is really big in this in 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 that world too. But um, let's talk about. So you you started you started basically in the basement in the basement of the house um, in your house or or Brian's. It was in Brian's house. Yeah, we started there. It was short lived. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, now, have you always been in the building you're in now? Yes. So that's where it's all. That was your first yeah. storefront. Yeah. You went there. Yeah. Well, that that storefront was existing. We helped both both my business partner and I helped get that store opened under the first ownership. Oh, okay. And they opened that up, and we did a lot of the remodeling. Hold on. I'm going to punch my dog in the face. He's down there barking. <laughs> I've never, I've always thought about, you know, possibly going and getting like just a, you know, just something small, like a little Glock or something mm-hmm. just to have around the house just in case, you know, whatever. Not that anything's, you know, ever going to go south at the house or anything that I need a, a gun to go shooting somebody You'd be surprised, with, but, AJ, how many people still... They they use the the reference zombie apocalypse, and I hear it about every two weeks. You know, Jesus, yeah. What, what I said, what do you need today? I'm just looking for a handgun and, and a rifle for the zombie apocalypse. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> okay. What about somebody breaking into your house? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's probably yeah. That's probably something that else too, I need to that consider. Too. Yeah, <laughs> zombie apocalypse. Man, people are ate up, man. All right. Anyway, like I said before, <laughs> I don't even remember what I was talking about now. Um, what, you're, what were you talking about was the getting into the business and what oh, yeah. really got me going there. So, yeah. So, you, you get your first storefront yeah. there in Raymore. Uh, been the same place the last 12 years, right? Going on 12 years. Um, so, how does the city... Now, I, I'm sure they had some funky... Regulations for gun stores, or maybe not because they probably never had one. Right? Did Raymore ever have a gun store before? Uh, again, the gun store that we we have today was in operation for about a year and a half before we got it. Oh, okay, okay. So that was already a gun store yes. there. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Never mind then. So it was a business license, is what it was. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, but now, do you have to? Is there anything any big hoops you have to jump through with the city of Raymore having a gun store? No, or? not really. Not not any hoops. Um. No, there's there's really not. I mean, you, you pay your business license and right. and you move on and and 
and go from there. I mean, we've had we've had you know our ups and downs in regards to some of the things. I mean, one of the obstacles that we've always had from day one is is getting getting word out and visibility. Yeah, because you can't the, have signage out yeah, front. Yeah, so signage out front. There's a sign out there. At, it displays a couple different businesses that's in that strip mall. We're not able to alter it. You're not able to put another sign up out there. And if you put anything out there, it's temporary. You only have a few days that you can run it. So yeah. it's kind of tough. Um, that's probably one of the toughest things. You know, somebody asked me, you know, what's what's the thing that that would make a difference? Well, advertising, signage so, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Just even even on 58. Yeah. You know, absolutely. I didn't get the door shut all the way. <laughs> trying to get in. Yeah. No, he's he's on the bed. He can't get down. Oh. So. Um, so yeah, that, I mean that would be a big help. Obviously, just getting signage. Even, I mean, I wonder could you could you put something on fifty eight? Could you put something on fifty eight uh, down the road somewhere? Oh, yeah, we, on the belt side and and point big flashing pointing finger like go that way. The only you thing you mean? can really do is is a billboard, right? You right. know, and and I've got mixed emotions on billboards. Mm. I, I really do. Yeah, I mean, um, I, and I re- I remember you had one there in the in the field that you yeah, guys had. Yeah. You guys had a, a little billboard there. Uh, and there. we got a lot of, we got a lot of business, a lot of people there. What hurts though, you know, Tater at the end of the day, when I got customers come in and I had one yesterday, came in the shop and they said, wow, you got, this is really cool. I said, where are you from? He says, I live four blocks away. Didn't even know. And I'm like, how long have you lived here? He said, about 10 years. Wow. Says, I didn't even know you were here. That is just cuts through me. Yeah. Right, well, and I, mean, I keep yeah, asking you, myself, "What can we do different? What do we do? What do we need to do different?" What about what about ads in the paper? I mean, uh, in the in the Herald or in the Gazette and all that. I mean, you could all, just always run a little ad, maybe. And yeah, and, I don't know what the circulation is in the Herald and the Gazette anymore, but I doubt if it's anything. Facebook was our biggest. I mean, that was the right. biggest thing that we we right. and we advertise as much as we can. Now there is limitations. You you can't sell. Right. You know, guns on there. You can't put prices and things like that. But there's ways of getting around some of that. And and we have a Facebook page and, and yeah. we work we work that. That's so okay, so what is your biggest let's get into that right now. What is the biggest um I, would that be considered would you think that just the advertisement um and, and getting the word out, is that the biggest obstacle that you guys have? Yes. Just that's it. That's yeah, that's that's really it. I mean, you look at it as a business as it is, and you try to to. I mean, we reach people from St. Joe. We've got people from Warrensburg. Right. I mean, we have people calling from other states that we transfer guns to because they heard that we have, say, we have a specific gun, mm-hmm. and they see it on, on some kind of a site, right? And they can see our inventory, and they'll say, "Man, I you still have that 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 certain gun." And we'll tell them, yeah, and we'll, we'll do that. We'll, we'll take that. So they'll do the transfer, and we'll transfer it over to another FFL form in another state. We, we've done that. And there, there's a few states you can't do that to on certain regulations. Yeah, I was going to ask you, how can like you that. can you just ship guns or anywhere no, you want? You, you've got you've to abide by the regulations in regards to shipping guns. Right. And very few, very few, um, uh, what I'm going to say, uh, like UPS and people like that, you've got to use a certain carrier in a certain right. way. Right, and and you've got to go that route. Okay, uh, let's get into the conceal and carry thing a little bit. Um, well, we know we touched it on it briefly a little bit. So, all fifty states uh, have some sort of a conceal and carry or open carry or something, some sort of carry uh, available for the people. Um, so, in Missouri, conceal and carry in Missouri, um, do you still need your your um, 
the issued permit for that now. The concealed carry permit? Do you still need that in Missouri or not? I can't remember. I thought they said you, I thought they did away with the permit. Well, no, the permit's still in place. The permit's still there. You can still go through a concealed carry course, you know, pass the course, do your shooting and qualification, get your, you know, get everything taken care of, go to the sheriff office, get everything squared away and get your permit. Right. That's still the case. But, you know, recently, I say recently, I think it was in 2015 is when it first came up. It was vetoed by, I think, Governor, Governor Nixon at that time. And then in 16, it actually was adopted. And it was called uh, the uh, the uh, constitutional carry. Right. And, okay. and we'll touch on that. But let me, let me go back to the concealed carry because a lot of people don't don't understand some of the ramifications that can happen if you, if you don't understand it versus the uh, constitutional carry. So yeah, let's talk concealing carry just in its name means I can conceal a weapon. Yes. Um, on my person. Yes. Anywhere I want. Yep. That you don't see. Correct. As long as you possess a permit. Let's a permit. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. And there's um, age restrictions there. Okay. Right. So but I mean I'm just saying if I'm if I'm legal age, legal, I can do it. Mm-hmm. I go get my permit, go take the course, get all my stuff. I can carry a gun anywhere on my person. That I choose to, yes, concealed, yes. So take it from there. The the people because people don't understand you can't just go anywhere. That's true. You know that's the issue that a lot of people have um, probably or run into maybe walking into a federal building. Sure. <laughs> you know, so you go ahead and tell. Yeah, there's kind of there's a few other things too before I hit the, the the federal the 17 different federal locations. But the one thing that a lot of people don't realize, even with a concealed carry permit. Um, so let's talk a little bit about age. For many years, it's 21 years old, mm-hmm. right? Now it's 19. Now, think about this. 19 years of age, you can have a concealed carry permit and carry a handgun, right? Concealed. However, you as an individual at 19 cannot purchase a handgun until you're 21, legal age. So your father would have to pass the gun down to be able to do that. So there's okay. some a little bit of weirdness there in right. regards to that. So at 19... Okay, you can conceal carry right. in, in the state of Missouri, um, where you have states that are you know that recognize the concealed carry permit. You're able to conceal carry under their guidelines, right? Under their state guidelines. So you should have to. You so, should check. So give you an example, AJ. You're, you're 19 today. You, you you've got a gun. Okay, <laughs> I want to pull AJ into this. So AJ has got a gun. Uh, it was given to him. It was it was given to him. It transferred over by his by his parents. Uh, he has a concealed carry permit in the state of Missouri, okay? Uh-huh. At 19. Carry it all you want in Missouri. Cross over to Kansas, you're you're in violation. It's a felony because you're not 21. Kansas is 21. So you really need to understand the regulations and the rules. So that's the key. Now, keep in mind, a concealed carry permit allows you, to your point, Tater, to conceal that weapon and carry that anywhere you want with the exception, okay, when you see... The signage, and mm-hmm. a lot of people on this podcast probably understand the signage that we're talking about. Right. It's a certain size, shows the handgun, it shows a circle around it, red circle with a slash. Right. Right? There's 17 locations that you are not allowed to carry a gun in. Mm-hmm. Federal courthouses, postal services. Here, here's, and I'll keep going. Anything that's federally uh, issued and federally governed. governed. Yeah, yeah, right. That's the area. So here's, here's another one. Uh, and I'll get to that on the constitutional carry. Everything is in, in, in unison in regards to the building, with the exception of schools. School zone. A school zone. Your infraction. In a, a school zone. In a school zone. 
Uh, we'll talk a little bit about more about that on mm. the constitutional carry mm. because there is no there is no F ins or buts about there. There's no way of getting around that. But typically, when you have a concealed carry permit and you happen to breach the door of one of the federal government locations, right? Mm-hmm. Federal locations, they will politely tell you, "Hey, you got a gun. You need to leave." Right. Um, the one exception is probably a courthouse, and if you get into the courthouse with that, you're probably going to go to jail. Right. But they're going to tell you, "Hey, you got a permit. It's it's legal. I see it." Go get rid of the gun. You can come back in. Right. right. So that's some of the things that you got to think about when you're going through. And I, I know the state of Missouri recognizes, um, I, I believe, all the states, all mm-hmm. 50 states, uh, plus one. I think it's 51. So all the states, they recognize their their concealed carry permits with regulations. However, the states that recognize Missouri are much smaller. So there's 18 unrestricted states and 18 states, additional states that have restrictions. Hmm. And they don't abide by, you know. So your Missouri doesn't mean anything to them. You're like in yeah. some cases restrictions, right. right? There's restrictions to it, so okay. you can still they they accept it. But then obviously there's there's a handful of states, you know, California, Illinois, Minnesota, northern, you know, northeastern states. No, they're not going to play that game, right? You know, right. they're not even part of that. Yeah, they're like, yeah, who cares? Yeah. So <laughs> go back to Missouri. My, you know, <laughs> when you look at a concealed carry permit, um, I always give the recommendation. Go get the permit. Right. Because there's going to be a time that you're going to go across that that state and you're going to get yourself in trouble. Um, constitutional carry, a little bit different. Right. So explain that because I, I'm I'm kind of new to the constitutional carry thing. I yeah. didn't. So in the state of Missouri, constitutional carry, and, and you can you can look at the wording. Uh, as a state or resident, a resident of the state, you can actually open carry or conceal carry. Okay. Without a permit. Mm-hmm. Without a permit. Okay. In the state of Missouri. Okay? Okay. That's that's very vague, and that's the problem. People look at that and say, well, I've got an open mind. I can go out and do whatever I want. I can open carry. We have people, I see people all the time. I've seen people in Walmart carrying. Carrying guns. I see it, too. Again, yeah. Right? That's a constitutional carry. Here lies the problem. If they get caught with that gun, either concealed or open, in a school zone, you will be going to jail. Ah. That is a that is a. I didn't know the school zone. I knew the schools. I oh, couldn't. But... School zone. Anything that's surrounded by the school signs. Oh wow. Yeah. Hmm. So if you're sitting in a parking lot in the school, you it, can't. Yeah. You, no, that's. that's, that's it it kind of goes back to where I was talking. Yeah, this crazy. goes back a years ago when when uh, my son was actually on the trap team for for the local school. Right. And I talked to Cruz. Right. I yep. said, Hey, Coach, I want to come up and get Chris, and then we're going to go to the trap range. And he goes, Whatever you do, don't have a shotgun in your truck. Never thought about that. Never thought about that. Same thing. Hayden should have. Hayden probably should have went to jail because <laughs> I know there was times that he had a gun in his truck oh, at yeah. school. <laughs> but constitutional carry is because he was hunting. You know, he'd go hunting yeah. in the evening. So, yeah, it's very cautious. I'd be very cautious if you know the rules and regulations. Here's the other thing: it's state governed, right? Right. <clears throat> but every city has their own. Rules and Ross. Right, 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 right. And some don't allow it. And if you don't know what that is, you can go from one city to the next and, and, and be in violation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, so it's kind of to me, and and I think getting your conceal and carry permit would be smart, smart thing to do if you're if you're wanting to carry a gun, you know, for protection or whatever. Um, the smart thing to do. But it's also like you need to do your homework. You really need to oh, yeah. figure out if I carry this. There's only a handful of places I can go. 
Yep. Really, at the end of the day, if you look at the big picture, obviously school zones, I mean, that's a, that's no, any federal government building, you can't go. Um, and then like city by city, state, you know, in, in city by city, you might not be able to carry, like you go walk into Walmart, yeah, you might have your gun on your hip because you're constitutionally carrying a weapon yeah. and you can do that, but maybe in that city you can't. Right. You need to know the city rules and city so, laws and regulations. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of homework for somebody to do Absolutely. who wants to carry a gun. Um, is it a bad thing? No. It, it, it You know, you need to be smart about what you're doing, yeah. especially with a firearm. Firearms, to me, and, and this has nothing to do with, with concealing carry or anything, it's about hunting, but I think it's ridiculous that I can take a five-year-old, four-year-old, three-year-old kid out with a rifle and let it let that five, four, three, two, whatever age I want to send it out to 15 and here, put this on that animal and squeeze the trigger. When you, you know, look at it through the scope, yep. squeeze the trigger and it's okay. But that same kid can't shoot a bow until he has his hunter safety course. You, you're talking about a 25 yard shot or a, uh, you know, however in the hell long your gun will shoot right. shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. It makes zero sense to me. I don't understand why we, I don't, it's backwards to me. I think you should be able to bow hunt up into a certain age yeah. and then have, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing to get your hunter safety. I had to take it when in school and stuff, you know, we, we did it. So I think it's a good thing to do, but it's backwards. Yeah. You know, I don't think you should be able to gun hunt until you take your, your hunter safety. It makes more sense. You know, I can I can shoot you in a tree at 500 yards with a gun. I can't do that with a bow. No. You know what I mean? I can shoot a cow across the street on accident. I can't do that with a bow. No. You see what I'm saying? I think it's I think that part of our 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 uh, little yeah, that's just one backwards. piece of it that's backwards. There's a lot that's no, backwards. I know there. there's a lot. There's, I'm just saying that that's kind of that's kind of bothered me and and Along with the concealing carry and constitutional carries, I mean, you just got to do your homework and 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 basically figure out, hey, do I really want to carry a gun? So that was that's an interesting comment. Do I, do I really want to carry a gun? So that's some of the questions I have when people come in and say, yeah, I want I want a concealed carry weapon. And the first question I ask after we go through and identify exactly, you know, what make, what model, what right. caliber, right? I'll say, so are you really going to carry this gun? Well, you know, I'll probably leave it in my vehicle. And I'll say, never leave your gun in your vehicle. Never. Yeah. Because, you know, if if it gets broken into, it's going to be the first thing that's gone. So you, yep. you don't want to ever leave your gun in the. And I said, and if you're going to carry, make damn sure that the gun is ready to fire. Because we have so many people that will come in and say, yeah, I carry, but uh, I never have one in, in, the, in the breech of the gun or the barrel. Well, that makes zero sense. I'm like, well, you know, it's, we got to throw it at them. Yeah. It's literally seconds. <laughs> hey, hold on. Let me right? put one in there. Yeah, and in, in, in the heat of the moment, <laughs> you're not going to remember that. Yeah, right? no, absolutely not. That's why you know we we had talked about. I was getting Ashley uh, a little hammerless revolver. There's zero thought. It's yep. pick it up and start squeezing the trigger, yeah. and you're going to get five rounds out before you know you have to think sure. about anything. And I think that's for and for most people. You know, most people would probably vapor lock in a situation where they would have to shoot, God forbid, anybody have to shoot anyone unless it's, you know, self-defense, you know, and that's the last thing you can do to protect yourself from dying. Yeah. And you know what I mean? I think I, I think it would be horrendous 
to to have to shoot somebody. Just you know what I mean. But I get people that little, little question me. Well, wait a minute. I can I can get you know, especially with semi-automatic pistols, I can get the the slide racked in time. And I said, go out in in, in Google, go out in Google, and you can find it in various different ways, and and talk about you know confrontations. Uh-huh. I said, there's so many that's out there. There's one that I always watched, and it's a gentleman with a knife, and the guy's 25 to 30 feet away. Yeah, yeah. And that guy with a knife got to the guy with a gun before he was able to get his gun pulled. Really? And, and, and racked. And that's, that's crazy. So that tells you right there, you don't have the time. Yeah, I, and, and like, again, yeah, that's, that's yeah. And, and plus, you're freaking out anyway. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So, all right, hold on just a second. I'm going to go punch my dog in the face. He's he's freaking crazy, dude. <laughs> if Ashley was here, you wouldn't hear a peep. You got a Valium? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to bring you up here. I'll probably have to hold it. Go! Pour some beer. Just working his... all right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's sounding good. So you got a gig coming up on, you said, July 4th weekend? Uh. Possibly, I don't know. The um, the guy kind of heading that up. He just asked me if I was playing, and uh, he says like, "Yeah, I was gonna ask you to play on the fourth, but just never." I slipped my mind, I forgot. And he goes, "Are you already playing?" I was like, "No, not yet." And haven't heard anything back. (laughs) Force on a Sunday, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Which I was trying not to play on the fourth because I was just wanting to be home just to like calm my dogs down because mm-hmm. they go nuts and crap all over the place. Or at least my one dog does. I don't know what the other dog does. Look at him, his tail wagging. He's, an <laughs> He's like, finally got what I want. Sit down. <laughs> <laughs> He's giving you the eye. Yeah. He, just, he just wanted to be on our videos. Probably. All right. Well, okay. So that was concealing carry, constitutional carry. All right. Well, are you happy now, Joe? So there's one area though I want to I want to clear up because it, a lot of people don't realize it. So we talked about different places you can go and not go, mm-hmm. right? So one area that a lot of people don't realize, you can go into a, say, a bar and grill, right, at a certain time of the day, until their revenue flips from food to booze, then you're in violation. Yeah. And if anybody goes to a bar at a certain time of day and that time elapses and you're sitting in there with your gun and you're having a few drinks, here's the deal. You get caught, you're never going to see one. You're not going to see your gun again. Two, you'll never see another another concealed carry permit ever. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and so that's, that's an area that a lot of people get caught up in. They think, well... Well, what's it matter? Well, it does because all of a sudden the revenue in that establishment changes mm-hmm. substantially. Yeah. Hmm. What do you think, Joe? Is that exciting stuff? Um, all right. So the Second Amendment, here here's okay, we talked about this right before we kind of started this. Second Amendment, for me, I understand I understand it, I guess, somewhat. Um and and I'm a I'm an advocate of of everybody being able to protect themselves with a, sure. a firearm. I get that part of it. The the thing that bothers me, um, and, and 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 I guess I just never paid attention until today, is the very first line of the Second Amendment. It's how it reads 
it is it, it to it's a well-regulated a, a well-regulated militia. militia. Yeah. So who regulates? Who says it's a well-regulated militia? What constitutes a well-regulated militia? You know, um, you want to say something, Joe? <laughs> you want to talk? You can talk. Well, there's two parts of the of the Second Amendment, and that, and that's the one that's still quite a bit fuzzy to a lot of people. And there's interpretations to be taken anywhere. I mean, you can go you can go on YouTube and 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 Google Second Amendment, and there's all different types of interpretations on where that first statement comes from. Right. But you got to also remember this happened what in 1791. Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah. That was when it was ratified. And and back then, I mean, they, they haven't changed anything. Uh, I think everybody really t- truly focuses more on that that portion around you know. The right to bear arms. The right to bear arms. And and yeah. I like I said, I, I understand that. And I understand the fact that it is for protection from our government. Yeah. It is given to our, our people, the people of the United States. It, it, we have the right to have weapons or guns, if you will, um, to protect ourselves yeah. from our own government if we deem it necessary in a free state. Well... It's not just our government. It's, it's the protection it, of your... Yeah, yeah, but you know what I mean. But it's yeah. built for the... I mean, it was really for built our government. For, well... You know, I think... I mean, the way I the way I understand it, it was built so, you know, if we... If, you know, if we feel as the people, you know, because, again, 1700, yeah. you know, you're talking a whole different time of, of you know... A few years ago. A few years ago. Yeah. Things were different, you know, so people didn't trust our government... They still don't trust our government, but you know, I mean, you know what I mean. Like yeah. they didn't trust that that it would would be, you know, good for the people or for themselves. So, you know, um, I think we have it right. I mean, I think it it just it's that well regulated militia thing, um, you know. And then it, okay, so if you read it as it reads, a well regulated militia, we have the right to bear arms in a free state. Okay. And that's not that right is not to be infringed. Yep. So don't touch it. You can't touch it. That's why it's still intact. You can't. You can't touch it. Stop trying. Yeah. Just well, stop. Stop trying. Yeah. They're. They're. they're I mean, taking... they're trying to weave. They're trying to weave their way in, weasel their way into doing certain things. Listen. Do I believe that we need some gun, some gun, not laws, but some regulations on gun control? Absolutely. How do we keep the crazies from getting guns? Yeah. How do we keep the people who go stand on top of a building and shoot at people? How do we keep them from getting them? You know. Well, there's um, a lot of bills out there right now that's being that's being put in front of Congress. That's that's really gearing towards that, and and they go about it in several different ways. Um, can I mean most? Re- go ahead. I just real quick. Can you tell me the last sane individual who shot up anything? No, I mean that's no, no. There's no, there's no, no one. No. So, and, and 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 you go when they go back and they start doing their research. Well, this guy's had a history of mental illness. How in the hell did he get a gun? Not a gun, like forty guns. Yeah, you know, and the guns he had. How did he get those? You know what I mean? But you don't know as a as a as a gun owner, as store owner. I walk in. I'm as lunatic. I'm a lunatic. You don't know that. Yeah, we we rely everything on the background check by the uh, yeah by the ATF. And and, but they don't use they don't use. I guess the ATF doesn't it's, use a. Uh, um, it's time. Yeah, it's really time. And that's one of the that's one of the bills that they're looking at is to change 
the number of days right now. I mean, you literally have got customers that came in today, uh, filled out the paperwork. Most of them are repeat customers. They get a proceed. So you either get a proceed, which you can go ahead and possess the firearm, sell right. the firearm. You get a delay, which means several different things. It could be that it could be as simple as your name was Smith, right? And, and there's your first five thousand John, and yeah. there's tons of them, right? Right. And they're trying to rate. You're trying to understand that. And then others is just the fact that they're so busy they they can't get to it, so they right. delay it. And then the third thing you get is a denial, which you're not going to have that possession of the gun, period. Right. And they can go through an appeal, and that's what that's what happens. But you know, at the end of the day, they're trying to figure out right now is if you get a if you get a delay, it's um, our policy is five business days. The government's policy is three, and and they have three days to check it. If we don't see it in three days, you can actually do a proceed and, and transfer the gun. Right. Okay. Uh, our policy is five business days. We've we've taken it even further. Right. Period. Right. Um, and a lot of people push on us that way, but we don't we don't give in. Right now, they're talking about adding additional days to this so that they can do the background checks that you're talking about to look for mental illness to take it even further. I mean, and we're we're all about it. I think so. And and I mean, I think everybody would be in agreement. But it's just why is it taking this long? Yeah. You know, our government works slow anyway. So why has it taken it this long to to get to that point to where, you know, okay, now we need to do something? No, we need to do something a hundred years ago. I see that as a as a reasonable as a reasonable change. What I don't see as a reasonable change is some of the things that they put out in front, such as, you know, high capacity mag regulations and There's, eliminations. It's it's ridiculous some of the things that they put out there. It, it the people who own AR fifteens. They're generally not the ones no. who go out and commit serious, heinous crimes. No. It's the one who, you know, the the guy who has some rifle that he got and he found in his grandpa's garage, and he goes and stands on a bridge and starts shooting people yeah. because he doesn't know any better, um, you know, because he has a mental illness or whatever, you know. Is he, is he talking, Joe talking now? You might be. Are you talking, Joe? You want to say something? You want to say something? So there was a study back in, I think it was during 2018. It might have been 18 and 19. They looked at the number of, a number of, um, just a number of deaths Mm -hmm. by a rifle, right? right? By a rifle. And the number of deaths by a rifle was like 700, 695. Mm -hmm. Same time frame with a handgun, it was like 3,800, right? Mm. Keep in mind, the 700 that I'm talking about at 695 in that time frame, that included deer rifles. And every rifle there was. Not, right. not what they right. call assault. incorrectly or, right. assault, assault rifles, rifles right? Because yeah. that's, that's, that's one of the biggest Because AR does not stand for assault no, rifle. No, it stays. <laughs> it stands for armor light rifle. <laughs> yeah, everybody's like, it's an AR. It's an assault rifle. Yeah. No, that does not, that's not what it means. <laughs> but they have other, all. I mean, other bills that's in front of them. There's, there's a bill on the silencers. Somebody's want, somebody put this bill in front of them because and and to get us to to attain a silencer. First of all, the silencer is going to cost you right now. They're going to cost you anywhere from five to and that's a small twenty two five up to fifteen two thousand dollars. Right, right. But the bill that they put in place and the reason why they're talking about it is this individual that put it in front of them. I can't remember who it was. It was a senator. He said that you know a lot of the uh, a lot of the uh, bad people. Have silencers and they're and they're killing. There's no. How do they afford it? No, they can't afford it. They can't go through the in the background check. You For come in today. You come in today to buy a silencer. I'll sell you one. Uh huh. And you're gonna walk out, and I'm I'm gonna have about twelve to fifteen hundred dollars of your money, and and you might get a reply in eighteen months saying you can have it. 
Yeah. And yeah, I, yeah. I've got it. It's sitting in my safe. I want one for my deer rifle. <laughs> just so when I shoot and miss, they don't run. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, man, bang. And, you know, I, and yeah. then they just take off running. And I'm like, dang it. Yeah. <laughs> if it just went, they'd be like looking around like, I'm like, oh, didn't, didn't get him. <laughs> but now there's, there's a lot that's out there right now. Yeah. Well, so. As a as a gun store owner, as a business, just a business owner, um, would you recommend people? I mean, have you? Because there's, I'm, I'm sure you get the hate. Like you guys, you guys are the reason. You know, I'm sure you have some people that hate on you for owning a gun store. You know what I mean? Um, it just it's going to happen. It doesn't. You know, you can't please everybody. Everybody's not into guns, but um, you know, I'm sure. I'm sure you get the hate, but would it be something that you're like, hey, if you're looking to get into and you love guns and collecting and and because I know you're a collector too, you have a lot of guns that you've collected and and uh, I'm sure Brian does as well, your partner. I, I mean, it's like, you know, would you recommend somebody to, you know, would you recommend that business to someone to get in the gun store business or or is it something that you're just like, man? Mm. You've got to be passionate about it. It's not like, hey, I'm looking for a job or I'm looking for a business to start. I'm going to do a, you know, I, I got solicited today by somebody in Kansas. One, they, they had three or four locations. They think it'd be great for a firearms business. Want me to consider opening up a place in Kansas? Right. I, that was three emails today and a phone call. I was like, no, I'm not interested right now. Right. It's. I would say if you've got passion about it, I would. I would say um, you really need to do your due diligence. Uh, there's been many times that we've looked at uh, a second location and we said no. And many times that we looked at uh, getting a larger location, and we said no. Right. Right. That was going to ask the other thing is, has business grown in the last couple of years with COVID? Um, I know buying a boat last year for me was was almost impossible to find a boat yeah. that you could purchase. Um, I've heard people talking about uh, RVs and campers and stuff. Can't find them. Yeah. They, I mean, um, you know, people just went crazy trying to get outside and do stuff. Yep. Is that something that you've seen a big swing in the business um, over the last year and a half? Oh, yeah. Uh, just like people just coming in to get into hunting or shooting or whatever. Is that- yeah. I'm, April and May of, of 2020 um, was was some phenomenal sales. I mean, it was just – and the gun industry could not keep up. And it got to the point to where you just weren't getting a lot of anything. Right. Um, you used to be able to call and order. You can't even order today. Um, well, let me rephrase that. You can order, and they'll put you on a list, and if it comes up, they'll call you and say, hey, you still want it? So there's not like – I have people come in today and say, yeah, I'd like to have that new you know, that, that new M4 Benelli. Can mm-hmm. you get that for me? I can't, right? The only way you're going to find that is online somewhere, and you'll be lucky to find it. Um, but, yeah, it's it's it's, you know – all the different gun manufacturers have actually uh, is actually pumping things out a little bit differently now. So we're seeing a little bit more of uh, inventory rolling in. Mm-hmm. Ammunition is a whole different story. Um, ammunition has been very difficult to get. Um, yeah. And what's oh, yeah. really concerning to me is, you know, the toughest thing to get right now is is what I'd say is a large magnum loads for handguns. Uh-huh. And anything from 243, 270, 30-06, none of that. All of that's hard to get right now because everybody's yeah. all the all the manufacturers of ammunition is really pumping through um, the nine millimeter and the, the small the NATO rounds and things of that nature five five six two two three right and you know they're struggling for because they don't have employees right yeah they, they don't have employees yeah I'll give you an example Lake City there was a guy in Lake City he's he's one of the uh, he's a, a press operator for the five five six line 
Um, he's told me the other day when he was in there on his on his day off, he says, we can't hire people and we're paying $22 an hour and nobody wants to come to work. There's a problem. That's that's a big issue. That's a that's a whole nother podcast, uh, that one. That, that is a good issue. That's a good, yeah, yeah, that is a good for a podcast. That'll be next week. That'll be next week. Next week's podcast. Week's podcast. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's our show today. Uh, thanks to Ron Sievert for coming over and doing the podcast with this uh, Gunner's Firearms. If you're in the in the um, I don't know if you're in the mood to buy or in the in the uh, market market to buy, or you, you just have it. questions, or you just have questions, stop by. Um, either Ron or Brian or one of the guys in the shop will be able to answer all your stuff, all your questions, all your uh, gun. Um, needs they can fulfill, I think, pretty much. Um, we will do our best. They'll do their best, absolutely. So that's in Raymore. What is the address? It is 402 Pine Street, Suite four, C. Yep, 402 Pine Street, Suite C, uh, right across the street from the uh, Sonic. So you can get yourself a burger and then fly right over and get yourself a gun. And by the way, if you're going to get a burger, give us a call. <laughs> it might be about time for lunch. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening today. And uh, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you hit the, uh, the uh, oh, we need the five-star rating. And That's right. And we need reviews. And just write a review. Even if you don't like it and you say you guys are the worst ever, leave it. But make sure you give us a five-star review on Apple, on Apple Podcasts for sure. Um, but, you know, yeah, dude, that's how we get better. Uh, let us know what you're thinking. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, and, and we'll try to stay away from the stuff you don't like as much as possible. But at the end of the day, it's still my show, so I don't really care what you <laughs> like. That's right. Spread the word. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, Social and, media, just give us a share. Yeah. You know, whatever. Whatever it is, man. Um, I've, I've been listening to podcasts for a while and different podcasts, and I think we we match up pretty good, man. I think what we do and what we talk about, people like enjoy uh, I would imagine because some of the things I listen to, I would listen to this podcast. Honestly, um, kind of informative. Uh, you know, we're pretty funny. I'm really handsome. I don't know. Huh? <laughs> really? <laughs> anyway, all right, guys. That's handsome. It. Perfect for podcasting. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks, for, you guys. Yeah, I appreciate being part of this, man. Absolutely. Thanks for yeah. thanks for stopping by and taking the time. We appreciate it. Anyway, uh, that's it. We'll see you next time. Ain't this a sweet life? Hey guys, thanks for listening. Want to ask a question for a future episode? Well, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter with hashtag Sweet Life Podcast. And be sure to give us a five-star rating and hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay up to date on the latest news and information for the Sweet Life Podcast. And we'll see you next time.